and, actual... and the funny thing about that, Liam, is Scotland would bite their hand off, but Scotland don't have the money to host it, and probably Holland don't have, or Netherlands don't have either. Welcome to episode 39 of Halfway Up Middle. Um, we are probably a week late in uh, recording this podcast, aren't we, Pete? That's correct. We are a week late, and it's not my fault, and it's definitely not your fault, Liam. No. These are little, little boys. <laughs> I was, golf was it last last Monday, wasn't it, or something? We, I, was, I was dead ready. I don't know about you. Yeah. We were, we were good to go, Pete, and then we, we found out that our uh, learned colleague and the original founder was on the golf course. Um, it, was a, it was a Wednesday, actually. It was a, a very important medal, so I couldn't miss it. Where did you finish in the medal? I've not even checked, because they didn't shoot a very good score, so I didn't even look. Did you win uh, the medal? Did you, did you win a medal the other day, Pete? That's correct, I did win a medal. I'm glad that that's, that news is filtered. North of uh, North of Dundee, <laughs> so that's good to hear. Talk us through, Pete. How much did you score to win the medal? Well, I I, I shot uh, forty-one stableford points off my at the time nineteen handicap, so I shot an eighty-four, wow. which was fourteen over. Um, so yeah, so I'm quite pleased with that. Bandit, too bad. So you must have got a big cut out with that, did you? Uh, it's down to seventeen now, but I mean, yeah, that's, I, that's a fair chop. It's a bit of a chop, bit of a chop, but um, yeah, um, I, I'm very hit or miss on the golf course. I like a lot of things in life, I suppose. <laughs> Have you got a job it yet? Must mate? Be a... Sorry? Have you got a job yet? Not, not yet. No, had a couple of interviews last week. Uh, got rejected <laughs> for one. Uh, don't know about the other one. That was really, really bad news going into when I got a rejection the day before going into a two-day stag in Dublin. Um, that particularly went down well. Was hoping to be celebrating uh, on said stag, but instead I was commiserating, I suppose. But I've, yeah, so but things are moving in the right direction. Lots of good conversations, and you know, can fill my time playing golf and uh, talking to you guys. Beautiful. It must be a must be a Murrayfield GC thing being a bandit because I played golf with Righty this week, and he claims he's off eleven or something. He was one over par at the turn, something daft like that. And he's a Parkland golfer. didn't Didn't like a little bit of wind, but he was obviously crashed and burned a little bit by the end of it. But never an eleven handicap. Did you have him up at Cruden Bay, Hog? Was at Cruden Bay, I. <clears throat> How's it looking? Tremendous, tremendous. We've got a four-day open tomorrow, uh, starting tomorrow, so I shouldn't really be doing this. I should be getting getting dialed in the zone. But you exactly. say that as That's you're su- sucking on a beer at the moment. I see. Lovely, lovely red stripe. Oh, big shout out, Bryce Robertson. There's that stuff on his cornflakes, doesn't he? Aye, he just drinks it at Tinzo, proper drinker. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we should probably start talking about the cricket. Don't really want to talk about it, but I suppose we're going to have to um, in true 
Scottish style. We uh, fell at the final hurdle, lads. It was it was a sad it was a sad day. I must admit. Um, I was following it through the day. I was at work, so I, didn't, I wasn't able to see it. Um, but it was just getting too close for comfort, and in the end, the Dutch overcame our total with, what, six overs to spare and qualified by 0.05 of net run rate. Is that what it was in the end, 0.05? Mm-hmm. That's sick. Horrible. Pete? Yeah. You would have seen some of it, mate, did you? Yeah, no, I watched it. It was um, yeah, really hard viewing. I mean... Um, you know, at the end of the day, we've lost because one bloke's had a day, really. You know, Baz Delayed has got five for 100 runs. Um, can't start. You know, there's something you kind of want to like about associates, particularly other European associate teams. And I'm sure I'll get to the point come October when the World Cup rings around where I want Holland to kind of do okay. But I, if I see a picture of Baz Delayed, as you have done in the media the last few while, his face just annoys me at the moment. It really does, just because he because he because he because he, he ruined our day. Um, and I feel just tremendously gutted for the players because, you know, we put up a decent total. You'd think on what felt like a tricky pitch. Um, McMullen batted very well. Um, as uh, I and that's what you know. Obviously, a big takeaway is the fact that he stepped up. Um, but it just felt like we just didn't quite ever get control of of, the, of them. And we, it almost became this sort of thing where they almost had the momentum because it was like, well, they have to get these in 44 or 43 or whatever it is. Um, and, and that became a game within a game. And we I don't think we could quite cope with that, just the way that bowlers were quite on it. I felt it wasn't the perfect pitch for... Uh, you know, Chris Soule, for example. Um, yeah, it was really disappointing. Really disappointing. I don't know what you guys, what the rest of you made of it. Uh, I didn't. Sorry, sorry, I was unmuting myself. I didn't. Uh, I didn't watch it, but it's obviously quality from Brendan McMullen getting another hundred. That's two tons in the tournament. Two tons in a fifty, was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, yeah, you'd think that total would have been enough, but I like you say, Pete, when you when you know it's it's almost like that Duckworth Lewis, it's almost kind of better batting second in that situation yeah. when you just know and you've got that that's um scenario. But yeah, gutted for the boys, like it for felt a really ba- Yeah, so, sorry, it felt a really bad toss to lose. I remember thinking that at yeah. the very beginning. I know. It's uh it's tough that way. Because uh, that tournament was so like up and down from the first day against Ireland. What we bowled first against Ireland in the first game, and had them thirty for three, and then yeah. they get to two ninety, and then we are fucking thirty for three, and then we chase it. It's like that's just the tournament the whole way through, like up and down, up and down, and we just finished on a down. Just uh, it's a shame, gutted for the boys. Like because a few boys there probably getting on a little bit who might not be able to play another 50 over World Cup. So, uh, yeah, 
it's a shame. And it's like it's so important for everything going forward. If Cricket Scotland qualify for that, I mean, you never know, but it pretty much guarantees a certain amount of funding going forward and things like that. So you don't know. You don't know what happens there. It makes this tournament next week even more important with potential banana skins all over the place. So, yeah, it was. Uh, I didn't. I didn't watch the game. But was there a pivot all over at the end? What he got hit for twenty odds, but they were still even without that. They were still going to probably it, win. It, it. It, it did feel that way. Yeah, I think. I think even though what he got hit for a few few runs, if. I mean, I've tried to put, put my head out of it, so I've just had a quick glance at the scorecard. I just remember, you know, McIntosh batted really well, actually, at the tail end of our innings to get us up to 277 because we could have got even more runs, actually. Delayed had got a few key wickets. He got Barrington, Greaves, Watt, Mark Watt, dismissal, by the way. I know, like, it's hard to ever think that you could ever laugh at something like that again. But I think he was, if I'm right in saying it, it was something like a slower ball bouncer or something like that. And he he kind of tennis batted it back to the to the bowler for a court and bowl. It was the most ridiculous dismissal you'll ever see. Unbelievable. Kind of I've, I've still not seen that. I need to see that. It, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, he wouldn't want to remind it. It was first ball duck. But I yeah, and then first ball. First ball Four duck. Hands. It was coming in, it was right towards the end of the innings. It was maybe the last over or over before the end or whatever. But um uh. And then with the, the with, you know, you look at the ball, it was like, we just, there was moments where you like, I thought when, when what he got, Scott Edwards, it was like, well, oh. we, we can win this because he's, he, Edwards looked like at the key, but delayed it just kicked right on there. And um, yeah, that was it really. Difficult to even criticize, like, and go, oh, well, we could have bowled him or we should have bowled him or whatever it was. Like, you know, he just weren't quite at it across the board with the ball, it felt. And it just felt, and and not not because they weren't trying, it was almost maybe they were trying too hard. I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. would have been a lack of uh, a lack of trying anyway. Nah, it's like the, after it's, that tournament. Yeah, I think if you would have said before they started that you would beat Ireland and West Indies or Zimbabwe, Oman, and still not finish in the top <laughs> two, do you know what I mean? You would have said nah. But that's just the just the way of it, isn't it? It's just such a cutthroat tournament. Like you basically couldn't slip up. I remember you saying, Hoggy, how good would it be if they could, if they could win all three in the all Super three. Six? And obviously Aye. they were two from two and half a game from being three from three. But it's just I remember so you saying as well that they would get pumped in all games in the group stages and not even get anywhere near that section of the tournament. So. I don't know if I said that. Though. I was, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I was, was point but... zero five runs coming through. No, no, but yeah, the lads will feel it like it must be a heck of a job trying to pick them up after that. Like, nah, because you just come back in and straight into master and T twenty games, <laughs> straight into the, straight into the real cricket. I saw Adrian Neal was playing in the master and T twenty game. It's like fucking hell, man. It's like these boys deserve better than this. Do you know what I mean? Should be coming home, having a few rest days, then going down and playing some, like a three day or something against a second team, not a fucking development 11 game against Gloucestershire under 18s or something. Play a good game. It's just to deserve better. Don't need to be playing. Like, I just saw Adrian Neal's name on a team sheet. It's like he should be playing at a better level than that. Hmm. 
But yeah, and it's no disrespect, is it, to the club game? But it is just that a club game's for amateurs, and it, and we're ah. having to ca- carry our professional setup within that structure rather than having anything else. And uh, as you say, you know, you get the funding, you can then start to command maybe a few more ODIs here or a few more T Twenty fixtures, even warm up fixtures. Um, and yeah, and, and maybe even a regional structure, but you know, um, yeah. that's a bit much to ask, Pete. It's a bit too much to ask. Can't ask for a regional structure, surely not. Yeah, I, uh, like, I don't know. like a regional, sorry, regional would be perfect. Come back from that tournament straight into a regional week or something to keep the keep the boys on that level, and then you go into your World Cup qualifiers, not preparing for a World Cup T20 qualifier playing in the Masterton. Just poor. That's what it is. I don't know if you saw the Dutch, the Dutch Twitter. They basically said they basically put an appeal out looking for uh, opposition to play them in ODIs uh, prior to the World Cup. Um, yeah, in like September, October. Aye, and, actually... and the funny thing about that, Liam, is Scotland would bite their hand off, but Scotland don't have the money to host it, and probably Holland don't have, or Netherlands don't have either. So it's just like what. A f- I know we've had podcasts and we've spoken about the complete farce that it is out with the big, you know, 10, 12 teams. But I mean, come on, at least Holland. And I'll tell you one thing. Part of the reason why they've beaten Scotland in that game is because they played. We Admittedly, I don't get me wrong. World Cricket League 2 was, a good, was good to have that volume of games for Scotland. But the Dutch were playing in that Super League, the ODI Super League. And yes, they were getting papped a lot of times, but they were getting to play quality opposition. The Dutch are missing nine of their key players. And even in those Super League games, they were missing key players. What's meant is their vast squad of maybe 20, yeah. 22 players have got a good bedding of ODIs now against quality opposition. We are we were really hoping for guys like McMullen and McBride and McIntosh to come through. And my God, they have. And it's amazing they have, given that they haven't ever got to play the sort of opposition that even the Dutch have. Yeah, 100%, Pete. Yep. Anyway, moving so on to uh, it. We'll move on anyway, chaps. But yeah, well done, the lads. But what a pity they didn't quite get there. But we'll move on to the women, shall we? Ah, it's a, it's a, to be fair, it, it's gotten they never qualified, but it was a very good tournament. A lot of a lot of boys stood up and performed. Yeah, I like McMullen, sole standout, but Leesky in games, Grievo in games, Barrington mm-hmm. in games. Like, obviously, Macintosh in the last game. Yeah. Trying to think yeah. of any other 50s. McBride against Ireland. McBride didn't. I, yeah, he made a 50, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, for a young team that we looked at it on paper and thought that's a bit light on batting experience and stuff like that. They, to get to that situation in the tournament is fair play to them. Watty as well, lower order. Obviously, he's oh. bowling, different class, but the way he batted as well. Got got the team into good positions a lot of time from from sticky yeah. spots. So yeah, just uh, they deserved deserved better than to lose by 0.05 runs. Like especially against the Dutch, they would have been fucking unbelievable to be around. It's gotten um, the powers that be. Were they even watching? Do you know what I mean? Were they even bothered? No. Did they even see it? No chance. I know. I know. That's a reality, isn't it? You know what pissed me off as well? Sky Sports. Not a fucking thing. Whereas 
three months ago when all that rubbish was going on. It was the only thing you could see. It's the only thing you could read about. In Scotland, are playing these big games and performing, and you hear nothing. Where's fucking Charles? What's his name? Charles Clark, whatever his name is. The boy, or maybe maybe wrong guy actually. Luke Shanley. Luke Shanley. It was him. Sky Sports reporter. Where are you, Luke? Mm. Idiot. To be fair, yeah. I I actually went on to Sky SkySports.com on one of the days to see if we could get a kind of live centre or live scorecard. And it wasn't even a link on the Sky Sports cricket page. It was all Ashes. And it wasn't even, Ashes wasn't even on. Like the third test that he completed. And I was just like, there you go. It, like, I, I couldn't even find it on the, on the page. And they are uh, broadcasting it. Like, it's farcical. Crick Info. Crick Info was the only one where I would follow it. Crick Info yeah. do a reasonable job. But like, it's just Sky just yeah. reporting on fucking nonsense. But um. Yeah, we can move on before it gets uh, out of hand. <laughs> let's, let's. So the Scots play the Dutch um, and the Thai national team in the, the women's uh, triangular tournament, shall we call it? Um, obviously, new coach, first of all, appointed to the role. Um, someone that we all know. Uh, so Pete Ross moved on. I think he's got a gig, same setup as Costa, Northern Diamond. I think he's in there. So yeah, our uh, friend Craig Wallace has been appointed. Did you uh, did you find out? Did you get the early story, Hoggy? Did he let you know, or was it just released online? I was waiting for Luke Shanley to tell me on the fucking yellow bar on Sky Sports News. Breaking news: new appointment for the Scottish ladies team on Sky Sports News, but nothing. No. Nah. Just, uh, I no, he didn't tell me. No, he just said that he's been appointed until after their qualifiers. I don't know when the Wildcat qualifiers are. Must be, I don't actually know where they are. I think they've got like a global qual. I think maybe a a local qualifier, and if they get to, through that, it's like a a global qualifier. So, if they uh, if they fail to qualify for that, then who knows? I think it just comes down to funding like everything else at that level it's just pretty much the same as the, na- the men's national team coach like I, d- I don't even know he'll be in charge for the T20s I reckon and then if they don't qualify for that then he'll be off your pot back to New Zealand but even if they do qualify I think he's still got a job in New Zealand to go back to I think he's just taking this job at Sorry, Pete, go ahead. I was I only agree, I was going to interrupt just because he was actually the coach of Central Districts, but I know that Aye. Central Districts have announced that he will that it, that they've gotten two different coaches for next season. One of whom was the assistant coach actually from the uh, from from the fifty over qualifier. So I'm not sure he does have a job to go back to, which maybe suggests that he might have something a bit longer term here. But I I don't know. That's that was just what I had read online. That was all. Where are you reading that? I'm so sad that I yeah. actually quite like Central <laughs> District, so I follow them on Twitter. There you go. That's, that's a real low point in my life, eh? Right there. <laughs> the women's uh, qualifiers are in Spain for the T20, and the fixtures oh, as yet haven't been published. So, yeah, he's got a bit of time with them at least, hopefully. Work with yeah, and I think there's a lot there. There's a lot there to... Um, to iron out 
I watched the it would have been the very first innings of the Craig Wallace tenure. And there's a lot to work with. There's a lot of like basic stuff like one of the runouts, uh, the girls hit it down the ground, thought that'll be two. And like the 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 girl was in this in the ring, but the way it went, it was like, what has just happened there? Like the, the camera was trying to follow the ball. You know, it's like these little grounds. The, the camera like was going all over the place. I didn't really know what was going on. And then all of a sudden someone's been run out. It's like, so they've come try to come back for two, run out. No. The girl just turned and watched, started ball watching at the non-strikers end, just turned her back to her to her partner. And it was it was just like, what is going on there? But um, yeah, quite a low scoring affair. So I think uh, there's a few things that they can work on and get like just like the basics almost, not to sound fucking patronizing, but there was a lot of shit there that was not good to watch. So but I suppose that'll come. It was they're missing a few players and there was a lot of players with experience there, but that'll, uh, I'm sure it'll, a few more games, I suppose it's like the blokes, like the men who don't play enough games together really, but. Um, yeah, that was just that was just the first innings of the first series, uh, first match. So I don't know how it, how it progressed from there, but um, yeah. and they got, and they lost that game. So they obviously won two, two and lost two, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, they won. They won against each. They won against Thailand and they won against the Dutch, and obviously lost to both those teams as well. Um, it's, yeah, I find that quite interesting because they've, their track record against the Dutch is normally pretty good. Um, so I don't know whether the Dutch have improved, but their track record against the Thai uh, ladies is 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 not great because they're, they're exceptional normally. In fact, I think I'm right in thinking that Thailand qualified for one of the last World Cups. Uh-huh. Um and it's clear that they were missing a lot of players. I think the Bryce sisters, for example, only played in the last couple of games. I know that Catherine Fraser, who is an exceptional yeah. bowler, uh, was out. Olivia Bell was was out, I noticed as well. Um, and, and, you know, maybe I think, I, um, forgive me, I, I didn't watch as much as I should have done, really, of, of that. I was preparing for job interviews at the time. But I feel... The weakness sometimes is is with the bat. I think that there's a lack, you know, the needing maybe two, what two or three players to come off and get big scores. Uh, there's not that ability to go well. We'll all settle in. We'll all get twenties and thirties here, and we'll build a total, we'll buy a total that way. Um, that's just sort of my my observation, really. Um, because there's, but there's, there's, you know, as 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 Huggy said, there's a lot to work with there. Um, and I'll, you know, I'll. I'll I mean, the bowling, I think, is pretty, pretty good. Um, if you look at an attack when you've got the likes of Fraser back, you've got Bryce, you've got um, uh, some good spinners, Maxud, for example. Um, so Prinaz as well. Prinaz, yeah, as well. well. Seamers. And then there's talk, isn't it? I mean, you you mentioned to us, uh, Liam, that, that, you know, what about the um, Kirsty Gordon, who obviously played for Scotland and went to play for England, but it's now four years since he's played for England. Is that is that not right? You're right, mate. Four years tomorrow. Well, depending on when we put this out, but the 18th of July 2019 was our last England fixture. So by my reckoning, that would be four years up. So I'm not sure. I tried to find out whether it is a passage of four years and then you're eligible to go back to play for your first country 
that was the case with Gavin Hamilton, I think, um, from what from doing my homework. So that could be a great offer, especially for his qualifiers in September. You'd like to think she wouldn't have any contractual stuff going on at that time of year in terms of could hopefully get away from you know our, our club in England. Um, I'm thinking as well, like both the Bryce sisters should hopefully be available for there yeah. as well. Um, what happened to Katie McGill? She was always pretty good, seam bowler. She's not played. She's not been in a couple of squads for a while. I know. And I thought that as well the other day. She's a good player. She was a good bowler, good, good, good bat a bit lower down the order as well, if I remember mm-hmm. right. From what I saw of it, I saw some of it. Um, Ilsa Lister looks good um, with the bat. Aye, the, fir- the first game, I RC turned it Carter. on. They were 50, 51 for like eight or something. And he also made 20 off 15 balls. It's like, what else has been going on in this game? <laughs> it was like the Absolutely. 15th over. She yeah. was gone in like the fifth. Yeah. Yeah. So I saw the second game, which was the first win um, against the Dutch. And it looked like it was ties. Um, 30 odd for five, I think they might have been. 40 odd for five, maybe. And then Darcy Carter and Megan McCall put on I don't know, 50, 60 runs, and Darcy Carter got 52 that game, uh, a decent strike rate as well, and basically carried them to to a winning total in the end, which they were able to defend with some decent bowling. But, yeah, looking at it from my kind of knowledge of it in Scotland, like, number one, participation numbers in women's cricket has skyrocketed. They've managed to basically create nearly a two-league system now. Obviously, there's massive, massive gaps between the women that are playing for Scotland and the women that are maybe playing in the league. So it's maybe something that they need to be looking at about how can you get your best players that are still in Scotland exposure to some real good cricket because... Playing more often against each other. Or that, or or even trying to get them into good standard men's cricket Mm. where, like, obviously we know Elsa plays at Stonywood, Megan plays at Strathmore, so they're playing relatively good level cricket on a Saturday but I can't think of many more off the top of my head that are that are doing the same and that's maybe something that Wally could be looking at is where can we get these yeah. these emerging players exposed to, to better level cricket because I think playing the league stuff on the Sunday is probably a little bit below a lot of them or certainly below the best players that we've got still in Scotland so that's, that's a puzzle that they'll need to try and solve. But um, there's obviously a lot of good work going on um, by a lot of probably volunteers or coaches that are pushing the women's game in Scotland. Because, like you say, Hog, like, look what they've produced almost by by chance. Like, you know what I mean? You've got, you've got about four or five of, of them playing competitive cricket in, in England and being paid professionally. Some of them have even played for England. Yeah. You know what I mean? So there is something there and there is something to work with. And if you can get those players, I know there's a couple from Australia as well that have, that have qualified through grandparents or Aye. parents. Um, can't remember the girl's name, but Saskia was her first name and she scored uh, runs comfortably against the Irish. So, you know, you seven or eight proper players that you're putting together there. Um, you'd like to think that they've got a real good chance in Spain if they can get that squad together. But time will tell. Time will tell. Time will tell. Yeah, I've just done some research on Twitter. 
Katie McGill, retired Cricket Scotland women's player. Oh. So she's finished, which is a shame. Is a shame. Oh, well. Did it say why, Hawk? Was she injured or was she a no, I didn't say. Maybe career. I suppose they, they they've gone to the point where they're, they're some of the some of the women's squad have got professional contracts with with cricket Scotland, haven't they? That was Angela Luther's thing, and I imagine there must have come a point, a decision point potentially, where you might have to think about you know other careers or whatever. If you've got a job already, you can't commit to a contract, and if you can't commit to a contract, you maybe don't want to take the place of somebody who's young and emerging coming through the the, the system. I don't know, maybe something like that. Yeah, yeah, potentially. So, folks, we're going to we'll move on. I don't know if you saw any of it over the weekend, but there was two Scottish Cup finals played, and. Uh, I was following them closely, actually. Obviously, got leanings towards force. But um, what about you two? Did you did you see the results? Did you watch any of it? I actually followed more than I thought I would because I was on uh, Sunday on a plane coming back from a two day stag in in, uh, in Dublin. And our plane was delayed. Uh, we were on the plane, sat there waiting to take off for the best part of three hours. So I did actually follow um, mainly the Uddingston Grange game because Uddingston's Twitter feed was exceptionally entertaining the whole time. I have no <laughs> idea if they have a speed gun, but they were going on about the speeds of various bowlers. They provided a menu for the lunch that they were going to provide Grange, which was completely phony, I'd have thought. But I just thought it was a superb um, example of trying to sort of noise up the kind of difference in a, in approach to cricket in, in West to East. And do you know what credits Eddingston, <laughs> they went and turned over Grange in, in an epic, epic game when Grange had a hell of a lot of good quality players in their side, lots of names. You've got the likes of Jarvis um, and uh, Momson was playing, Gable. I think as well. Gowdy was playing, uh, you know, Freddie, uh, Charlie Pete and people like that. And they turned them over with a great with a, a Ross Lyons getting a few key runs um, to, to, to build to put a total on, and then they then uh, they put the pressure on, put the squeeze on, and Grange bottled it really, which is very ungrange like actually, uh, really to, to to not be able to to sort of see it through six down. Say they just really got, kind of rolled over, didn't they, in the last few overs? Yeah, very P heart esque. I thought one hundred and seventy for four mm-hmm. to. What was it? 195 all out, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, I turned it on... No, I turned the Twitter on when you when you said, go and have a look at it. And the first one I read was in taking the piss out of the coffee shops. <laughs> and the, yes. the, the, the high prices in Stockbridge. And we care for, for all... Uh, for all folk with Greg's and Subway. <laughs> Tremendous. <laughs> so good. Good, good games yeah. of cricket. It was very good games of cricket. It was um, the classic East v West battle, I thought, in both of them, where it was just like um, the Grange just got bogged down in that chase. And for me, there was a lot of consolidation that took place. And then the two players that you needed to go on, this was Jarvis and Momsen that were set, both kind of gave it away. And then it, then it was two fresh batsmen and you need to run a ball, and it, the pressure basically got to them in the end. But 
I, I wish it was there. Ross Lyons got Ross, Ross Lyons got a couple of key wickets, did he not? As well, I think uh, you say he got key runs. You made sixty three. If he doesn't yeah. get, if he doesn't get half of that, they get pumped. So it's an unbelievable knock. Sixty three or fifty odd balls as well. I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, he got, he got, he got he uh, Jarvis caught slip. He got Jarvis caught slip and he got Gaudi yeah. caught mid-wicket. So, Gaudi yeah. is a big wicket there because yeah. a couple of dinks and it's game yeah. over from Gaudi. Yeah. I wonder what he was farting them out on the speed gun. I saw they had... Probably, uh, probably 10 mile an hour faster than McMullen. <laughs> I saw born they had the, the born guy... in the wind. Was it I, uh, Muggle, the guy that got the wickets mm. towards the end? I saw they had him up at 87.1 miles an hour. So I must have... Fuck off. Must Are you joking? Been... No, that's he's, like slinging, he's like slinging them down at 57 mile an hour. Did you see him? Was it... No, it wasn't him. There was a boy, uh, Wilmot. Yeah. The ball that he got, Greaves. It, it just looks like a... It's obviously hard to tell. It just looks like a fucking straight ball. One that you'd bowl at, like, Pete McSimchick late in the game. Just like, you know he's going to miss it. And he, he just plays all around it. Grievo. Unreal. Yeah. 87 mile an hour. Muggle. Rapid. That's brilliant. Yeah. Anyway, so the oh, other, the other that's, semi-final... That's definitely, that's definitely coming from Hoffman. He's obsessed with speed. Yeah, I think he he might have had some of those tweets. I reckon. I, I'm I'm convinced he was he was all over that Twitter. Crank. Yeah, good on him. Good on him. Yeah, that's, that's the sort of content we want to see more out of clubs. You know, don't don't go relying on your cricket Scotland live. It's good to have it, but you know, yeah, a few little gems like that. Um, and we'll try and up our game on the Twitter as well at halfway up medal. We'll repost you if it's any good. Yeah, <laughs> if it's any good. Doesn't need to be good for us to repost it. What about the celebrations at the end? Stumps oh. getting hoyed out the ground and everything. Oh, <laughs> Shab boy. I saw that one, yeah. Off stick went miles, to be fair. Um, keeper's gloves. The gloves got launched as well. Did you see the gloves? The gloves go in the keeper's gloves. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I bet he was I bet he was unbearable in that game when it was getting tight. He loves a little I've only played against him once. And it was the Scottish, I think it was a Scottish Cup game at fourth. But yeah, I think he's well known for having a wee uh, having a wee chirp. So I but bet he was captain, fucking he's the, he's the captain, keeper captain, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's good value yeah. on uh, out the shoe. He's on there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. But you're you and boys been, will be and he's been the Uddingston keeper since like 1960 or something. But surely you two boys are gonna say, well, all this celebration is completely completely pointless because because they're playing your old lot, aren't they? In the final, cup specialists, mate. Cup specialists. For so. Here, I, I. That's a that's a lovely segue there, Pete. Well played. I would say that Force would pump them nine times out of ten, but when I turned the Force game on on Sunday, and Lewis James is on eight off of fifty-three balls, it's like what is going on? What has happened? What's happened to our club, Liam? <laughs> To be fair, he did the same in the quarterfinal against Heriots and saw them home. So, giving a bit of grit because I must admit, I was watching and they were just chucking the wickets away. I was like, come on, people will be calling for him to get a, get a gig in the Ashes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ashes are finally poised as well, boys. What we got, what we got for the next test? Oh. I don't know about that. Jimmy Anderson I, potentially recalled. I think, well, he is. He is recalled. He is recalled. They've named the eleven, but I don't. Yeah. I uh, 
I hate to think it. I don't think it's going to be a fairy tale story for Jimmy. I, I just think Australia have got too much, really. I've not seen the Aussies mm. yet. I take it Lions. Not where, where is it? It's at Old Trafford. Old Trafford. Mate, England will win 100%. Oh, here we go. Good. Yeah. yeah. To all the test of play. Mate, the, the, this, this Ashes series has been unreal, right? Unreal. The, the amount of the amount of non-cricketers I speak to who are just like not even taking it on or just missing out on just just does my nothing how people can't just sit down and understand like how the, how this five-day game is going to be unbelievable viewing but just can't they can't do it I just think yeah in spells both teams have been good I don't think Australia deserve to be 2-1 up I would say England overall being a better team I would love to like break it down into sessions over the test match. And I, I don't think Australia would have been like by, I don't think definitely they wouldn't have deserved to be 2 0 up. Like, I know everyone keeps going about Bearstow's keeping. He has dropped a few catches, but England have dropped catches that would have been pivotal in the games. Mm-hmm. Plus, Alex Carey's a filth bag. <laughs> Now I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. Any, uh, I must admit, I've tried to convert a few of my mates, and I've said, "Don't, don't sit down and just watch it on Sky. Like, watch a little BBC Two today at the test. Get an hour in, yeah. and then that'll set you up a little bit so you can understand it because it's been fantastic, like absolutely brilliant." Here's no, a little shout a out for one of my YouTube, mates. The YouTube highlights. Yeah. Sorry. One of my mates, Nigel Hazel. This is his, this is his phrase. You can beat an egg, but you cannot beat a test match. <laughs> Jesus! Wow. Oh yeah, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully England get it done and set it up for the oval finisher. But well, if they do, yeah. if they do, I just think got, also, yeah, yeah it's the best, it would be the best series of all time. Could be the best series of all time, <laughs> couldn't it? Therefore, well, it will be if England win, not if Australia win. Yeah, if England win, if England win it's, the final test. Having been 2 0 down, that would be pretty epic. Like, I don't like actively support England, but after that thing with Carey, some of the Aussies just, just, they were doing my nothing on Twitter and stuff like that. And even guys I know, it's like, you know that that's wrong. You know that that shouldn't happen. But they're just like, oh, it's in the rules, mate. So, like, yeah. what? Stop being a shite bag. <laughs> Like, it's the other way around. Like, yeah, I didn't have a horse in the race, but now I'm full, full England, and I, I do not support England in other sports. Lawn bowls, anyone but England. No right. thanks, Pete. That's enough. Are all English? Yeah, and <laughs> I'll see you next know, week. But you'd support the English lawn bowls team, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs>